This is Kevin Kohlert and Charlie with the first episode of our LED lighting podcast at CommercialLEDLights.com. Today we are here with Jacob Boyd, a project manager and LED lighting specialist with uh, Serve Electric. He has a lot of experience in the LED lighting world, installing fixtures and so forth. And uh, we're, today we're going to be talking specifically about LED tubes since there's a lot of confusion. You know, you have different types like type A and type B. You have different sizes. You have, uh, there's all different classifications of LED tubes. So we're going to try to break this down a little bit for, uh, for you to make it a little bit more um, palatable. So thank you, Kevin. Um, thank you, Jacob, for uh, coming and joining us on our first podcast. Yeah. And um, I guess the best way to kick off here is we can talk a little bit about why LED is better than fluorescent. If you could. Yeah, tell us absolutely. About that. Um, number one, uh, I would say you're going to get a better light quality. Um, your fluorescent tubes, uh, you probably notice as they get older, uh, start to yellow, um, get a little bit dimmer. Um, so with the LED, it's going to stay that bright white or that whatever color temperature that you, you choose to go with. Uh, for the for the life of the lamp, um, so it's not going to get yellow. It's not going to get dim. You're not going to see different, you know, colored lights in the same fixture or throughout your shop or office um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, they're a little bit safer. Um, you know, they don't have mercury in them like the uh, fluorescent tubes do. So mm -hmm. you know, if a maintenance guy or girl drops them, uh, there's no you know hazardous waste or anything like that. So it's a little bit safer for the environment as well on disposal. Um, you know, we're not putting that mercury back into the ground or, or um, and whatnot. Yeah, I dropped a fluorescent once when I was installing tube lights in my garage, and there de it was definitely an explosion and mm -hmm. stuff. And it it did not look like uh, it looked like it, the, those some of those chemicals could certainly be harmful. So. Yeah, and glass goes everywhere and. Yep. Yeah. No, LEDs that doesn't actually break if you were to drop it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them have the glass tubes. Yeah, like there are glass ones out there. Tube. Yep. A um, lot of lot of plastic aluminum. Right. So yep. they're 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 very durable relative to fluorescent. And they're a lot more energy efficient. Uh, the LEDs use up to half, or sometimes depending on the application, you've got a quarter of the amount of energy to power those up and light up light up the space. Um, and you don't have ballast uh, that you need to light up the fluorescent tubes. So when an LED light goes out, you know instantaneously it's the it's the light or the lamp. Um, it's not the lamp or the ballast. Uh, so in most cases, which we'll dive into cases, here in a minute. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Yep. And I'm glad you talked about ballast because I think that goes into our uh, our next well one of our classifications of different LED tubes because you have Type A, you have type B, mm -hmm. you have, you know, type A and B, and I think that's where a lot of confusion can come in. Yeah, so like like I was talking about with the ballast, your type A LED tube is going to work with the ballast that you already have in your fixture. So it's basically just an easy swap. Uh, you take the old fluorescent lamps out, and you put the new LEDs in, and they're powered by the ballast. Uh, so that's the quickest, uh, easiest, maybe not the most energy efficient way, um, but from a technical standpoint, it's changing a light bulb. Uh, if we want to jump into the, the type B, um, so this is a ballast bypass. So what you would do is you would remove that ballast and you would hook up your fixture directly to whatever power that you have coming in. Um, and the, and the, 
the each individual tube has its own driver inside to convert you know whether it's 120 volts or 277 volts coming into the fixture down to the 10 volts that the LEDs actually actually operate on uh, you can get into going even further um, with the dual ended versus the single ended tubes meaning when you bring your power uh, to your light sockets that are on each end of a you know a T8 or a T12 lamp um, you can put your your hot and your neutral at one end of the tube um, that would be a single ended and then on a dual ended you would put your hot at one end of the tube and your neutral at the other end of the tube uh, so there's just that's just different ways of being able to hook it up um, inside the fixture uh, depending on skill level or application um, amount of wire you have, um, stuff like that. What do you find most people have? In most of the shops that we go into, um, it's better to have the dual ended um, because a lot of the light fixtures that have the T8s and the T12s in them have what are called shunted um, tombstones, which mm -hmm. is the tombstone is the, the piece that the fixture or the lamp actually locks into. Um, and when you have a shunted tombstone, you can't put that hot and the neutral on that on, on that one tombstone by itself. Um, you would have to replace the tombstones to a non-shunted type um, at both ends, so that you can uh, retrofit those. Mm, so. On the so having the having the um, the dual ended tubes in LED makes it a lot easier and quicker to install because you can just make one whole side of them tombstone fixtures hot and the whole other side neutral fair and enough I, and i know when you you know order and look at a lot of these tubes some are single and double-ended yeah and some are single or only double-ended so it's really important that you understand what what you have and what you're working with and right. make sure you order the right the the right product when you yep. do that absolutely and i think you guys have on the website uh kind of a little description of the different types of tubes how they work so you can look on the website and say, hey, I, this application is going to work best for us. And commercial LEDs already got the tubes, so I just got to make sure I order the right ones. So we, so regarding, so there's type A and B, mm -hmm. and then there's also AB hybrids. So AB uh, hybrid, you can either use it with your ballast or you can direct wire it. Um, usually i mean it would just depend on the on the on the manufacturer as to whether it's single ended or dual ended you would just have to look into which you know which manufacturer you're ordering from uh what brand and uh and just look at the instructions and see how those ones are need to be hooked up so is there a benefit of going with type a and b because i know sometimes they can be a you know a, you know a buck or so more a buck or two more but what's the what's the benefit if you went with the type a b I would say off the top of my head that the, the best benefit would be if you've got multiple people in your facility that are retro, that are changing lamps, um, it's mistake free, right? If somebody accidentally plugs one into a bow, or to a fixture that hasn't been bypassed, uh, it's not going to affect that lamp, right? So let's say your maintenance guy retrofitted half of them and by ballast bypassed half of them and he quits or retires and you've got a new maintenance personnel coming in or you've got just a random office person who's you know they're on a weekend and, and their lamp goes out or their light fixture goes out above their desk 
and they just go grab some lamps from the storage room and, and throw them up in there. It's, they're not going to have to determine what the difference is. Gotcha. Thank you. That makes sense. Yeah, and other than uh, the, the actual operation of the tube, type A versus type B versus hybrids, you know, you also got different sizes. There's, uh, I've seen T8, T5, uh, T12, and I've seen different lengths and stuff. I believe the T refers to the diameter of the tube. Yeah, and actually Charlie taught me this uh, a while back. Uh, a T12, which is your older thicker style, uh, usually a four-foot tube, you know, mm -hmm. dinosaur, um, is actually, what was it? It's 12 eighths in yeah. diameter. Eight twelfths. Eight twelfths. Yep. So it'd be an inch and a half. So the T8 is eight eighths, one inch. Yep. And then uh, T5s, five, five eighths. eighths. And then you have uh, eight twelfths for the T12, so it's an inch and a half. And so as long as I've been doing this and the <laughs> hundreds of thousands I've changed, I've never knew that over the last Yeah, I love fun little, 15, fun little fact, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, with lengths, I, I think most of them, it seems like most of them are four-foot T8s. Yeah. That's yeah. what it seems like for Four-foot, two-footers. Yep, most of them are, are four-footers. Um, mm -hmm. Some specialty applications, you know, you've got the, the, the perfect square in the office would be a two-foot lamp. Yep. Um, your elongated, you know, uh, ceiling, drop ceiling fixture in your office is a, a four-foot by two-foot fixture. So those got four-foot tubes in them. Um, and out in the shops are typically, they're typically four-foot. Some real older buildings might have some eight-footers in there. Mm -hmm. um, but typically when we retrofit those, we'll put a divider in the middle and we'll make it a four lamp, four foot fixture instead of two eight foot yeah, lamps. Yeah, two eight footers. Yeah. So most yeah. most everything these days is is four foot. Yeah, I know there are some eight foot LEDs out there, but yeah. And then there's U bends too. They tend to get heavy and sag, and a little, little more challenging to work with and ship and handle. And yep. So I know you guys, lots of other folks, just stick with the four footers. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot easier to handle. And they're easy to find. I mean, yeah. You know, LEDs have a very very long lifespan, but they do go out um, and in the case an eight footer goes out in a critical area, you're not running to the local hardware store and grabbing an eight foot LED fix, uh, tube. Sure. Yeah. You're gonna have to have them on stock or you know, special order something like that. Tough to find. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh. I also have seen the U-Bends as well. Sure. U-Bend tubes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep, little harder, to, little harder to find, special order too, but they, uh, they do make them. Mm -hmm. So we covered the the types, you know, which I think is you know the the biggest thing because that's that that's something you know you really want to understand when you're buying when you're buying the tubes. But um, other things to take into consideration is the Kelvin temperature. Yep. Um, what are you seeing out there in terms of the most common Kelvin temperatures and the look and the feel and. Um, Right, this would, this would be important, too, because it's the actual, like, color of the tube. Like, you know, I, I see, you know, most of the time it's, as far as I know, it's 5,000 5, K, which is like your normal LED, your bright yeah. LED light. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to just talk a little bit about the differences between 5, 4, 3. Yep. So your 5,000 K is going to be the most popular fixture in, let's say, a shop or a warehouse area. It's, it's gonna it's a little bit closer to the temperature color of the sun. So it's gonna give you that brighter, whiter, pure- Kind of uh, a daylight feeling. Like kind of a daylight feeling like, you, like you're outside. 
Um, so you're going to be able to see things a little bit better. Um, your 4000K is, is a little bit of a, I call it a yellower looking light, and it's better for office spaces. Um, so it's, it's not as bright, it's not as hard on the eyes. Um, typically in your offices, you know, you've got, you've got light fixtures at eight feet, for, so they're in the line of sight, whereas in a warehouse, you know, those light fixtures are usually, you know, 14 to 20 feet in the air, and you're, you're, your eye isn't catching them, you know, uh, on, the, on the same, you know, horizontal plane. Sure. Um, so 4,000K for offices, um, homes even. You yeah. know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Five thousand for warehouses, and it even goes up to six thousand if you really want to get into, uh, you know, white, almost almost pushing that blue, yeah, ish tinge, but kind of like yeah. a scientific uh, lab feel to it. You yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, kind of sterile feeling. Uh, yes, uh, commercial LED lights. The customers like that before. We've had some labs call us, and oh yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, we had one that wanted, I think, uh, seven thousand K or something. Yeah, they were seven thousand. But that was that. That's unusual. Yeah, I think I've seen them all the way up to seventy two hundred, maybe. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really high. Some it's, real high tech paint applications. Yes. Um, yep. You know, they might be looking for that. Um, even some, some explosion proof products. We've had some mm -hmm. high high Kelvin requests for that. Um, also going in paint applications it seems to be yep. kind of kind of where they they're landing yeah and then you know and then i guess the you know then you got 3000k which you know i think you see in a lot of restaurants correct yeah. me if i'm wrong yeah it's more it gives you that ambiance of the uh the low lit you know italian restaurant uh sure hmm. impress your wife and <laughs> take her out to a nice dinner um and even you know later at night in your house um i know that a lot of these i've got them in my house now where they, they change temperature yeah. based on the time of day and you know you set it up through alexa or google home or whatever and, and program it and when it's daylight outside you need that that extra bright light it comes on at 5000k and as the night gets later and it's darker it it automatically switches to like 3000k and you just kind of get that you know yeah soft. softens up a little bit yep yep that warmer light to sit and watch tv and sometimes police lights <laughs> Anyways, but I think, yeah, with that, I'm glad you brought up that technology because, you know, there a lot of the modern technology stuff, a lot of calls, we're getting, we're getting a lot more calls now for color selectable. Yep. Um, you yeah. know, whether the, it's... The CCT yeah, um, selectable, mm -hmm. where, you can, where you can select between, whether it's a toggle switch or a smart light or whatever it might be. Yeah, because... Between three, four, five thousand Kelvin. Yeah, if you don't like the color, or, you know, if you want to change it to something else, then you can just switch it. It's yep. pretty easy. And practically speaking, that really helps if it's even a, whether it's a high bay fixture or a troffer fixture, um, a little outside the, the tubes. Right. But it allows, you know, like you could just buy one lamp mm -hmm. and they could just, you know, go in all the offices. You can please everybody you yep. know if someone says i want it warmer i want it cooler yeah it's as easy as it, just you can't, going up yeah. flipping a switch it's and in, away it's you impossible. go it's <laughs> impossible we've retrofitted so many offices and you've got half the office that it's too bright and half the office it's too dim and <laughs> you know can you can you undo two of the lights that are in this lamps that are in this fixture because it's too bright and you know, hey, can yeah. you add lamps to this fixture? It's exactly. too dim in my office. And one day someone's like, to heck with it, let's create this new technology. Yeah. Exactly. Let's get rid of the problem. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I'm glad we were talking about tunable and, 
um, that kind of leads us into the brightness you have with different tubes. Another way to classify them is, you know, your watts, lumens, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, are slightly different. Both, both deal with brightness relatively. But if you want to just talk about different wattage and lumens and what, 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 what's, what's the tube you commonly see that will fit most applications? So I think Charlie's going to be better at answering that question. Sure. Uh, that's, I, that gets into, a, I mean, I can get pretty nerdy on LEDs, but I mean he's he's got that uh, that niche over there dealing with the um, the power the, companies the power. and the you know the the wattage per lumen and lumen per yeah watts lumens or per watt. I I think the the kind of the big takeaway is most people correspond wattage how many watts how much power is it drawing to how bright is the light so. You could take, you know, the tubes are typically 12, 15, 18, even 20 watts are the, the, the typical ones. But mm -hmm. if you buy a really cheap 18-watt tube, that doesn't mean it's as bright as a high-quality 15-watt tube. Right. Because the watts really is only how much power is that light using. Whereas if you go to lumens, lumens actually measures the light output that it's using. So... If you have a very efficient, high quality 15 watt tube, it's very conceivable that it's going to be putting out more lumens, more light than the 18 watt tube. So when you're shopping for any LED tube, even if it's not, um, or any LED, even if it's not a tube, really take a look at the lumens. And you might find that you can go to a 15 watt and not go with an 18 watt and it might be 50 cents or a buck or whatever more mm -hmm. but you're going to be saving more electricity just right. because it's a f much more efficient too yep so uh typically our product at commercialleddlights.com we focus on that commercial market so you know the likes of you jacob and other electrician groups property managers or homeowners too i get you know they buy from us we are really focused on that high lumens per watt. So it's a high commercial grade product. So they're all going to be very efficient, generally speaking. So, yeah, I, I would just, I'd really look at the lumens before the wattage when you're, when, when you're shopping. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, especially if you're doing a big retrofit in, in, in an office space or in a warehouse, um, that wattage is really going to add up fast on your payback um for for completing the project exactly yeah i mean you might save three to five watts times four per fixture times 50 fixtures 100 fixtures 200 fixtures i mean it just depends mm -hmm. on the job so it, you know that goes a long way especially when you're talking uh a lot of the rebates around the country are based on kilowatt save so yep. if you can achieve the light level that you're looking for with less watts per lamp Yep. Not only to save more on the electric bill, but you might even be, uh, you might even stand getting a, a greater chance of getting a, a greater rebate for the power companies, for those that are, that offer it. Mm -hmm. And while LEDs are getting more efficient and a little bit more realistic in prices than what they were a couple of years ago, um, we all know labor's not getting cheaper. So no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the cost of that project is that it used to be that the light fixtures were you know were three or four times the cost of labor to install, and now it's. It's really starting to even out. So yeah, you can save easily. a couple of bucks on the wattage uh, because the, the fixture is cheaper, but you're still getting mm -hmm. that light output. You're you're saving, you know, you're getting your payback faster on your project as well as getting a brighter light, and you're getting more kickback from the uh, the power company. Yep. 
There was a the, the ratio, the lumens per watt is is another important one that I kind of touched on. But I mean, I remember seven, eight years ago, you know, if you got 100 lumens per watt, you know, that was considered a very efficient product. Mm. Whereas nowadays, 100 lumens per watt would is not a very efficient product. Um, mm. In most tubes, especially high bays, it's 135 to 150 wow. lumens per watt is really the products that we're seeking out to sell. So again, it's that that, that high quality, high efficiency product. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you see a 100 lumens per watt on, on a lot of products, it's just, it might be cheap, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and know. I think the power companies with the rebates now are even requiring the fixture to, or the lamp to be a minimum lumens per watt to that's even right. provide a rebate for them. That's right. Yeah, rebates is a big topic right now. You know, Commercial LED Lights is a Michigan-based lighting company, but um, and most of our customers use DTE energy. I think you were actually telling me, Charlie, that recently someone almost saved like half their bill when they did yeah, it. Yeah, it adds up to, you know, hundreds or a many, many times several thousand dollars. I mean, we've worked with Jacob on several jobs and... Um, you know, you're doing, oftentimes you're doing bigger jobs, you know, mm -hmm. bigger commercial uh, manufacturing, you know, facilities, right. large offices and so on. So those rebates are a real number. And um, we've worked with people in California with their rebates. So, you know, they all, all these utility companies need similar information. Some are, you know, some, some require more than others, but they all need to know what the product is and, they all need spec sheets. They all need, um, you know, some of the technical details. Uh, they all, and they all need, you know, a few other things. But we can provide that to really any customer and assist them with the rebate if they right. send us the forms. Yep. So yeah, we try to do the groundwork for them and make yep. it as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. So while they're all different, I wish they were all the same, frankly, yeah. because it is kind of a pain. Um, even here locally in Michigan from DTE to consumers, which is, you know, you drive an hour from here, you're in consumers territory, and they have an entirely different rebate program than mm -hmm. DTE does. And that's pretty, that's pretty similar across the country with all the utilities. Um, so, but we, but we help, we help, we have them send them to us, we fill in all the information we can, we get it back to the customer and say, hey, here's just a few things you need to do, ship it off to utility, get your money. Yep, and that's what's great about having a partner like Charlie for us is I can go in and I can look at a job. I can get the square footage of the building, tell them how many lights there are in there currently, what their output is, and I can kick that to Charlie and say, I need you to tell me what light fixtures I need in here. Here's how much I want to brighten it up, and I need you to tell me what the rebate is, and I need it tomorrow. <laughs> got to get the quote to the customer. <laughs> and he can make all that happen, and it makes my job a lot easier uh, not having to research and do all that. Now, even though we're capable of it, yeah. you know, having a partner like Charlie that can provide us the fixtures and handle the rebate for the customer. Yeah, take that a, off your plate. You it's just a win-win for everybody. And you just handle the wiring and all that fun stuff. Just let me put them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so yeah, so I got here, I, I wrote down actually to talk a little bit about uh, retrofitting versus replacing the fixture. Um, yeah. And there's different situations where one is more efficient than the other. Yeah. yeah, that I mean, in my mind, that comes down to the the facility, the the type of install. Um, 
the type of the existing fixture, right? Um, a lot of these uh, fluorescent tubes um, and, sh and the shops that we go in that have oil in the air and this, that, and the other thing, um, they have those plastic tombstones that actually hold the lights, the tubes in, uh, will rot out from the heat and from the elements that are inside the, the warehouse. So in a case like that, it, it's going to take my guys a lot longer to retrofit that fixture because they're replacing more than just the lamp and doing a, a you know quick rewiring inside the fixture. They're they're now having to replace individual parts, and in that case, it is it is quicker and easier and cheaper to just replace that whole fixture because now, like I said earlier, you know with the with the pricing coming down on the on the fixtures as opposed to the last you know six to eight years um the labor is more expensive and me coming in and parting out that fixture to retrofit it than it is to just swap it put it yeah one. um and then it depends on the facility you know how much room do we have to work uh you know is it are they over top of machines does it make it harder to get to to retrofit that fixture as opposed to just replace it um now in an office space uh, where you've got, you know, a drop ceiling like your grid ceiling. Um, sometimes you've got three or four different uh, sets of wires coming in there from other fixtures or from switches. And to take that fixture out completely and unwire it and put a new one up there and rewire it, it's quicker and easier for us to just retrofit the fixture. Yeah, if the um, fixture's in good shape, Yep. you know, it's kind of like why replace it? You know, I've seen, you know, if you have an old fixture, old prismatic lenses that are yellowed and, you know, mm -hmm. there's been moisture in the building and yes. that sheet metal can, you know, tend to rust and, you know, then, then you have to, then you really want to replace the fixture, yep. you know, and, and, and in another case and or in that case. It's on a case by case basis, you know, it, sure. your, your best bet if you're not familiar with it is to have somebody come in and, you know, take a look and, and give you a recommendation or give you a quote for, for doing it. As long as you buy the fixtures and the lamps from commercial LED. Of course, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're getting ready to kind of just wrap up this here. Uh, we do have a few common questions that I've seen asked out there, and mm -hmm. I figured I'd just take a moment. There's about four of them here okay. to ask you and see your take on it. So, um, I mean, we may have talked about some of these earlier, but uh, how, 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 to, how do we wire LED tube lights without a ballast? So... I'm, I'm going to use the quickest and easiest example uh, that you've got 120 volts coming into the fixture. Uh, we're, gonna, we're just going to take that ballast out, and what you are left with is typically a... It, don't quote me on this. It's not the same in every situation. Don't use this as an instruction guide by right. any means whatsoever. There's my disclaimer. Disclaimer, use an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hire a qualified electrician to, uh, to make sure it gets done properly. Um, but for this example, we're going to say we've got 120 volts coming into the fixture, and you've got a black wire, which is your hot, and you've got a white wire, which is your neutral. Uh, what we're going to do is we are going to take the, uh, the wires that are coming out of those tombstones, and on one whole side, we're going to take those wires, and we're going to hook them to the black wire. And on the other side of the fixture, we're going to take those wires, and we're going to hook them to the white wire, the neutral. We're going to tie everything up, put it back together nice and clean, and put in our ballast bypass tubes. Hmm. And it's... It's that simple. Yeah. Voila. On paper. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some of you may or may not be redundant, but um, how do how do you convert fluorescent tubes to LEDs? I mean, there's a lot of people looking to 
finally make the conversion. So. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's as easy as taking your old, I mean, if you get one of those hybrids or you get the, you know, the, the type A, it's, it's as simple as taking, taking that old tube out and putting the new one in. Yep. It's important with those, the, the plug-and-play or the ballast-compatible tubes that they're typically, there there are limitations to that product still in yes. terms of T12s, magnetic ballasts. They're very few. I don't even think we even, I don't even think we carry any that will be able to remove a T12 with an old magnetic ballast mm -hmm. without getting into the details of that. That's just yes. a really old technology that and you won't be able to buy a, a, a ballast compatible tube for that product, generally speaking. Yeah. So you do need to make sure that it, the ballast is compatible. Yeah. You're retrofitting. Yeah. You, you got to take that ballast. Yeah. T8 with electronic ballast, you're usually in pretty good shape. Yes. You can just pull it out, put a new tube in, yep. away you go. Right. And this next question, how do you retrofit LED tube lights? I almost feel like that was answered in the previous question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of a same question, different uh, worded differently. Yeah. So I guess just the best way is retrofitting essentially means replacing. You're keeping the same fixture, but you're putting LED tubes as opposed to fluorescent. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense to me. Um, and then finally, how do you dispose of LED tube lights? Or do you even need to dispose of LED tube lights? I mean, I assume at some point you do. Yeah, at some point you do. Like I said earlier, everything everything fails, right? Sure. Everything is either, you know, a bad... Yeah, it's got a uh, life to it, you know. Yeah, it's got a like life anything. expectancy to it. It, it was a, It's generally 50,000 hours. Yeah, So yeah. that's, what, five years at 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, so, so you're looking it, five to 15 years on an LED product. Yep, and when you're Depending done with on that, your runtime throw it you can throw it right in the trash right not like fluorescent tubes where i'm under the impression that uh, how to dispose of fluorescent tubes is a little bit more so what we do when we do a retrofit or we take out um old fluorescent fixtures is those all get recycled um there's companies out there like granger who you've probably heard of um or uline they will actually sell a box um, that will hold, I think it's like 144 lamps, T8 lamps. Uh, I think it's like a hundred bucks. Uh, they ship you the box and then you fill it and you call and some recycling company comes and picks it up. So it's, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's much more involved. Of, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's, you just touched on earlier. It's not only because they're glass and you can recycle the glass, right? But that it's, it's the mercury yep. that needs to be captured properly and not just let out into the environment. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Jacob and Charlie, for all of your insights here. This is a lot of good information. And I think it will uh, make LED tubes a little bit more understandable for those who listen into this podcast, and especially once we go viral. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but that's about all. That's our first mm -hmm. episode here, the LED Lighting Podcast. And uh, stay tuned for when we do it again. Sounds good. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. In. Glad to be a part of the first one, guys. Thanks for Thank having you. me.